You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Adwakta. This is Murps. Hello. I uh, hope you all have a good start to 2023. We are almost a day in. Well, we are. By the time you listen to this on whatever you listen to, if it's not live, it will be already be a day in, at least. So, hope you guys are having a good start to the year. If you're playing Arena, hopefully you're getting some good DK drafts, because that's the only thing that matters. So, there's not much new stuff we can talk about today. Uh, the past the, two Light the, Forges have pretty much covered the meta, and nothing has significantly changed. Yeah, and we skipped one too, and there's still nothing yeah. that's happening. Um, so they did, they did uh, patch it, and I, my predictions were 100% correct. The patch did nothing. It nerfed Paladin, though. We're going to play Paladin the Coop next. So uh, we, we could not play the... The fifty percent win rate paladin. Now we have to play the forty-five. The forty-five percent win rate paladin. Yeah, and it's it's been. I think it's stabilized. Like you know, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely stabilized into this. So right now, if you're looking at it, uh, the other relevant classes are druid, warlock, shaman, demon hunter. They go from fifty percent to forty-nine percent, but that's that's not a, a true reflection of their power. Right, like that's how much they win on average. When you get higher up, you still get gatekeeped by Death Knight. Um, the, we knew they weren't going to succeed. It's it's kind of impossible for them to succeed. So they did what we we thought they were going to do, which is to take a stab at it with no hopes of succeeding and keep Death Knight not depowered. Because the way for it to be depowered, you really gotta you really gotta kill all the Death Knight cards, and they're they're not willing to do that. It's a new class, so so it is it is what it is, and it means arena is pretty unplayable right now uh, for anyone who's serious about playing the arena. So I haven't played. Um, we canceled the the last stream. I mean, it was also Christmas Day, but it's just like it's 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 in such a bad place right now. Um, so on that note, let's talk about what happened in twenty twenty two. To Hearthstone Arena, because we because this is this is our our year end. I mean, we're in twenty twenty three now, but this is basically our year end podcast, and this is also our preview to twenty twenty three podcast. Even though we could do preview in twenty twenty three next week too, because I highly doubt next week they're going to do anything either. First week of the month, I don't remember Blizzard ever coming out with any kind of patch or adjustment or balance thing. So uh, um, either way, let's talk about twenty twenty two. This was the year in which. I think starting around March or April, Matt London and his team first started rolling out the changes that they actually had input on. I think the uh, arena officially went under the umbrella of that team sometime uh, in January or February, probably January of um, of 2022. And so they, they thought about it, they played with some ideas, and they started implementing changes ahead of that first, uh, the, the, the first uh, expansion release of 2022. So, what, what, what do you think of, let's, let's put it in the big picture. The big change in Arena was, setting Death Knight aside, uh, the big change in the Arena and the balance was that Matt London's team is now in charge of balance. So how well do you think they've done over the course of their first year? Look, 
I think whenever you evaluate something like this, you have to kind of break it down into like categories, right? It, 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 it's like when you're evaluating a rookie in sports, it's like, oh, how, how, how do they develop? And you kind of have to be like, well, this category, great. This category still needs work. I think in terms of ranking the um, optimism I have for the passion and the actual, <laughs> excuse my language, give a fuck, <laughs> like scale, they care. They like, they actually care. They spend time to try and make sure that they're doing stuff that even if in the short term, the microcosm isn't perfect, <laughs> look at current meta, um, I think they want to overall create a game that is sustainable, that people enjoy. And I think most importantly, they care what players care about, which for years, this is a hyperbole, for many, many years, not only was Blizzard silent about anything arena related um it was very much so and look i this isn't me sort of like putting words into their mouth it's sort of like look if it sort of <laughs> like if it quacks like a duck and walks like a duck it is a duck blizzard didn't care about the arena they didn't care now i'm not saying they like hate arena players although some people may, might feel that way but for years they just rolled stuff out. If you remember for years, people would ask Ben Brode all the time. Uh, it's like, what's going to happen with Arena? Are, they, are we going to get updates? And, you know, three weeks before the expansion hits, Ben Brode would say, we, we care about Arena. We love Arena around here. And that was it. And that was frankly, and we said it back then, that was insulting. That, that, that was like straight up insulting. Like you obviously didn't care about arena to to any significant extent right um and matt london really does um so i think that is just the biggest plus period there, there is a lot of optimism from me there just having somebody who pays attention to something and cares and listens and will sometimes reach out to, to the community to explain a few things uh about you know maybe why things aren't perfect what they're trying to do and then to actually do it. Um, okay. I think the death... <laughs> I, I think we've had some rough metas. Okay. Like, you know, like now on the flip side, I think we've had some rough metas. Some, I think, are very excusable. For example, when they first tried doing this... The, the first shift away from the previous, I'll call it Tien's micro-adjust, right? We had a rough stretch mm -hmm. there. I think that was perfectly excusable. And in fact... Better than was I expected. That rough? Yeah, I was about yeah, to say that wasn't than, really that rough. Better, I thought they had a pretty well, no, no, it was like, good slash lucky uh, like soft landing. Yeah, it for it their was first still a little bit of rough gameplay, but better than both of us expected because both of us yeah. were like, you guys got to like you know set a very low and, bar and here. not better, not just better than what both of us expected, better than average. Yeah, no, no, no. I, better I, than I, the yeah, average yes. arena meta while um, they were you know getting their uh, getting their first uh, tweaks in. I think. The current meta is probably the biggest, uh, for lack of better terms, stain on the, 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 the pretty good work that they've done overall. I think it's, you know, the speed 
um, of things, just exactly how broken the current meta is. And by current meta, I'm lumping everything pre and post nerf to deep. Yeah, yeah, to just death all the, since it, expansion all, launch, right? Since, since Lich King launch, right? It's all the same thing. Um, and, and I think some people might think that now is even worse in some ways because, for example, Malignant Horror was buffed. Malignant Horror is um yeah uh is. You know, it was problematic. Now... But it wasn't... We were talking about this in Last Night Forge. It was problematic, but it wasn't anywhere close to the best Death Knight card. Neither by win rate, nor by how it actually is, nor how we rated it. It was just everywhere, because it had no runes attached to it. Um, and it can single-handedly win the game. Yeah, so right now it is... Um, it's very annoying. It's very frustrating. Like, Malignal Horror is probably the most frustrating card in Arena... It's not a problem. Like, it is, right? I, I think it safely is It's a most... problematic card. Yeah, like, it's, it's problematic. In, in terms of its design. It's not not in terms of its power. Yeah, and you see it in all Death Knight yes. decks. Uh, well, like, it's, like you just to, see it in all Death Knight Yeah, just to, just to put this uh, in, in perspective. Malignant Horror right now, the win rate is 66.5% uh, win rate, which for Death Knight... Is below Pandaren Importer, below Yamajar Deathbringer, below Tomb Guardians, below Corpse Bride, um, you know, and obviously below like the real big hitters like Neruvian Vizier or Army of the Dead or Necrotic Mortician. So this is like it's a premium card um, now, whereas before I think it was barely a premium card. If that, I wouldn't even have considered it a premium card uh, before the buff. After the buff, it's kind of like a low premium card, maybe. Yeah, the problem is a common low premium card uh, yeah. that you see all the time um, that just, and visibly, like, it, it makes you upset, right? It's one of those yeah. cards that makes you upset, too, because it yes, sticks exactly. around the board. It, it creates a very, like, real impact. Like, you see it. Yep. And when you don't see is when it becomes not unplayable, but less desirable to play, and your opponent doesn't play it. Um and you don't see the negative effects it has. But the win rates don't lie. Like, yeah, a good player can get a little more out of Malignant Horror than probably the average HS replay player, but not, like, that much more. Um, I don't know how many people are super misplaying this card. It's uh, it's not the hardest card to misplay, uh, especially after the buff. <laughs> I think before the buff, uh, it was a little harder to... It was a little easier to misplay it after the buff. Uh, which, by the way, the buff is that instead of using five corpses, he uses only four corpses now. Uh, which makes a chain real hard uh, once once the chain gets going, uh, which is the exact opposite of what you want, right? Like in arena, the problem wasn't like so much the initial part. The initial punch is hard, but it's the ability to chain and just end the game that was always the most problematic thing. So this is like Flappy Bird, right? Like Flappy Bird was bad, and it was kind of a barely above average card, really. Like it was a it was a not even a premium card by win rate for Flappy Bird. Um, so this is a much more powerful version of Flappy Bird, but that, that's just that design problem. Like, this card should be banned from Arena. Not because of power, but because who wants to play against this card? Who wants to play with this card? And banning it, I think, would help make Death Knight a little more approachable. Just take a look at the card and say, hey, look, it's an engine that does a ton of stuff and is really hard to deal with, and it comes out on potentially turn four, more likely later on in the turns, but still. 
This is, like, not what you want in the arena. Like, I wouldn't have a problem with banning this card. But win rate-wise, it's barely above Chill, Fa Chill Fallen Baron, which is that 3-mana 2-2 that draws you two cards. Like, that's a good card. But I don't think anyone's looking at Chill Fallen Baron and being like, oh my god, this is the S-tier card that is ending the arena, right? Anyway. Um, so th that's where we're at for the evaluation of matt london's uh kind of it, initiation and you know half year plus uh on the modes team and sort of implementing their vision and their changes for the game mode so overall okay. I, I wanna... oh yeah sorry go ahead yeah i i think overall like you know look nobody gives a damn about nuance anymore everybody wants you to compile something together right it's like a, a single draft score or a single grade so I think I'll give Matt London and team something like a B, you know? Like, I think overall it was good. I think hopefully they learned a lot of lessons. Uh, but the B is kind of conditioned on like, it's like you expect, for example, a rookie season for mm -hmm. sports players to be kind of mm -hmm. rough, right? Um, it's like, it, it's the exception uh to the rule that it's like uh, basically people should come out the gate swinging and, and get everything immediately. And I think we have to remember that um, them going away from the micro adjust was really hard because they have to go from yeah a spaghetti code, right? Like yeah. they didn't understand. I think, you know, they, they never went out and said, it's like, we literally do not understand this. <laughs> uh, we have to redo everything. But that was basically what it was. Like, well, they, they didn't have to redo everything. They're just doing it by hand now. So there's nothing to redo. They just, like, ditched it, right? Like, they, it was yeah, something they, they didn't it. understand, couldn't use, and so they ditched it. Um, but it which does is, make it harder for them. It's like they do have yeah, to... I mean, they have to start from the down. middle, and yeah. they, they their, their past data is, is less good, right? Because the past data is based on micro-adjusts. Um, I think you're generous. I think you're you're way too generous with a B score for Matt London and team for twenty. Some of this is like looking towards the future. It's like yeah, okay, I think yeah, this exactly, exactly. This but like, what is potential? You can't evaluate twenty twenty two and then say potential in twenty twenty three is part of twenty twenty two. That's not how that works. You don't grade people based on their potential to do stuff in the future. You grade people for the year based on what they did in the year. No, no, no. I think like, that this is no, no. no. It, it's sort of like what what kind of uh like. For example, like I'm, we're not talking about draft picks here, right? Like, I'm not saying where would I draft picks, Matt like, London based on potential. For, I'm saying like just evaluate like what happened QBs, in the rookie year. For example, right? They can have a really rough year, but you look at it's like the the sparks of of brilliance or the you know some of the good plays that they had, and it's like okay, you had a lot of interceptions, but. It's like you know, I, I think, yeah. and that's that's good. That's a success. I don't think that's I don't think that's part of your evaluation for the year. That's part of your future outlook. So I agree with you on future outlook. I think uh, the team's got a good attitude, and the team has done stuff that you can see what they're doing and trying to do. Right, um, even if they don't say anything, and they do say stuff, but even if they don't say anything, uh, you can see what they're doing. You can see what they're trying to do. You can see a bit of what their philosophy is and what they're trying to do, uh, what they're trying to poke at, and hopefully something big is happening next year because. They've had a whole year to, to do the small stuff. Um, uh, and Matt London has hinted at something happening with Discover that is beyond just lowering the offering rates. We don't know what, but that in itself would be huge in Arena. Um, 
And in, in, in Pipe Dream Land, now that we have Death Knights, maybe in the future other classes can get the Death Knight treatment too in Arena. Uh, in the sense of uh, having the draft work out uh, to be, you know, if you're a mage, get, get Frost Spells, get more Frost Spells. Okay, that's a bad example. No one wants mages with more synergized Frost Spells. Uh, but, but you get the idea, right? Uh, it'll make drafts way more interesting. Um, but, but that's all in the future. That's all in the future. 2022 for Matt London's team, I think started out with a, a nice soft landing where their expectations were low. They delivered high. Some meta things aligned in a lucky way so that everything was pretty good. They did small adjust. It worked okay. They did large adjust. It worked okay. They seemed to find the balance. They, you know, got us a couple good metas uh, in there over the summer. And, um, and then they started trying bigger stuff. I think after the the sunken city metas, they started trying this idea of, and even back then it was very obvious you can't mix old sets with new sets, but that's exactly what they did when murder came. And it kind of worked for the first murder meta. Murder wasn't super overpowering everything. Uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible, and they got the synergies that they wanted while highlighting murder, right? Murder was very central to the first murder meta, and every other set complemented it, and the power levels weren't so divergent. Remember that we predicted a lot of the murder cards, were go uh, neutral cards especially, were going to be like A tier and need bans or adjustments, and none of that happened. Because the meta that they set up actually worked out decently. Now, I don't know if that was blind luck or if they like really had this prediction and then they were just right about it and they were you know confident going in. It's like, okay, this kind of mixing previously don't, doesn't work, but it'll work here. Uh, but either way, they got it. So all throughout the summer, all throughout, all the way until um, the middle of September, end of September-ish, everything was was kind of good, okay, a lot of optimism. Um, that, that Then they started going down this path even further. They uh, created more old set mixes, more of these wild metas. We've now been in, I think it's three wild metas in a row, where there's one uh, standard, oh sorry, not standard set. There's one set that happened after, I keep forgetting the set's name, um, the last December set. Uh, Ashes? Was that Ashes? The, the, the big power jump. Uh, before before Sunken City. Alteric Valley. Thank you, chat. Thank you, Legend Heart from chat. Uh, so po Alteric Valley and post-Alteric Valley sets, which is under the new power um, uh, dynamic of Hearthstone, the new power creep. N not the ones before. I, I know the ones before, the, the year before that, the two sets before Alteric Valley uh, is, is technically um, uh, like not that long ago, but the power levels are hugely different. So... From Alteric Valley and onward, they haven't yet added one new power level set in with whatever new set has been released since Murder was released. And the metas have just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. Because they succeeded the first time. I don't know how. I still don't know how. But whether intentional or by luck, I think it was a success. Like, we revised our scores on some of the cards. Uh, you know, they're take on the meta like really worked uh to get like an interesting dynamic going on with a lot of synergies and then they just kept trying it which you know if the first one worked maybe you try it then the second one was bad the the second part of the murder meta was bad because um the the new rotation that they came in didn't work 
And then it was dual class after that, which was even worse. But um, you can maybe blame that on dual class a bit, right? Like dual class metas are never good. So I think they started making some excuses for themselves and they kept going down this route. And when the Death Knight was released, rather than taking stock of the situation and saying, hey, Death Knight cards are all new cards, they're all on the Alteric Valley and beyond power level, maybe we should put a couple of new sets in for these other classes as well so that this game will function. Um, instead of doing that, they said, no, let's just keep doing our old things. Let's bring back a lot of undead sets and, you know, stuff to highlight all the new mechanics, just like we did with Murder. And Murder was great. Maybe Lich King would be great, too. Of course, Lich King was not great, as we saw. And as a lot of people, um, most commentators predicted this. I think we did not, um, because we were just... Like, I just wasn't looking at it at that time. I was more focused on the cards. But in retrospect, it was obvious. And even beforehand, a lot of people predicted it. Um, and, and the meta was trash, right? And is trash. And the Death Knight, this is the worst meta that has gone on for longer than, I don't know, 10 days in the history of Hearthstone Arena. I, I think everybody agrees with, with that point. Uh, it's just kind of objective. You can look at win rates. You can look at, you know, anything else. And it didn't have to be this bad. They also adjusted it, and it didn't work, and we knew it wouldn't work, because just math-wise, it wasn't going to work. Uh, so, I think if you're talking about what has the team learned, or what do you evaluate the rookie year, I saw a promising start, followed by a, what I consider dangerous, but on-the-ground functional and even more promising, like, middle area towards the end of summer. And then they gained too much confidence... And it just was terrible after that. Like, way worse than before they even started touching this thing. And that's real bad. If, if, if you're creating metas that is worse than before you started touching stuff. Like, before uh, April. The, the metas uh, in the last few months have been worse than the metas since before they took over. That oh, shouldn't so, happen. So that because I they're they're trying. Agree. Yeah, so that I completely agree with. I guess my kind of thing is Death Knight was going... A new class was going to get released regardless, right? And I'm like, is this better than the old regime could have done? I have no idea, right? I, I, I have no clue, but... I don't think so. There's no way... It's, to do this badly, you need to have this type of wild rotation. They're very decision to use a wild rotation. After two failed wild rotations. It's, it's, that's just hubris. That's just, here's our plan. We like this. And we didn't get it to work the last two times. But the time before that, we got it to work. And so we're going to take another stab at it. At the cost of everyone's enjoyability if they failed again. And so far, they like succeeded one out of three times. And the biggest whatever change is going to happen, right? So at your hardest challenge up to this point, you went with the plan... That succeeded 33% of the time. And not the plan that has succeeded 100% of the times you've tried. Like, why would you do that? You would only do that because you want to. You want to and you're the you know game designer or the balance designer or whatever. And you want your vision to happen in this game. And you value that beyond logic, you know, proper analysis... Uh, listening to people like anything right like you just you valued your vision 
which comes at a cost, right? And the cost is we're here now. And we're going to stay here until whenever they change the rotation. Now, to their credit, they announced pretty quickly after seeing this meta that the next rotation was going to be a standard rotation. <laughs> so we do have that to look forward to. And a standard rotation would be balanceable by the tools that they have. Um, whereas this one just isn't. Like, nothing that, after they set the rotation, nothing they did mattered after that. It would just make everything like 5% less terrible. Uh, like, and that's what they did. But like, what are you going to do with that? So, I, I I would give them like a C. Like, there's ups, there's downs. This is this is a, a C level result for 2020, uh, for 2022. Now, I don't expect 2023 to be a C again, right? Like, you're you're building in a lot of optimism and also just a lot of I think you know looking to the future and what they are going to do and what they said and you know all the whatever stuff and I agree I would be shocked if 2023 at the end of it I would give them a C again I, I would be absolutely shocked if they're not at least at a B minus um but for 2022 I think it went off the rails at one point and uh you know hopefully they take that as as lessons but it was a pretty painful lesson for the players uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a long time. This isn't like, hey, here's two weeks where your game sucks. It's like, hey, here's three months and one more month coming where your game sucks. Like, that's that's something that should have been avoided at all costs. And, uh, you know, the first month may have been just, oh, we tried something, it didn't work. The second month... Uh, a little, a little less. Like you know, now, now you're really trying to push it, right? This is like, this is like Blizzard pushing Warband stuff in uh, in Diablo Immortal. It's like I get it. You, you wanted to try it. You got bad feedback. Oh, you're gonna try it again? Oh, that's probably not a good idea. But when you're knocking on that door the third time and you're trying it again and pushing it even harder, like that's just on you. That's just on you at that point. Like you're favoring your own vision over all on the ground feedback that's coming back and just objective numbers. Yep. All right. So B from me, C from you, and some uh, reserved op optimism mm -hmm. for 2023. Hey, the next meta is going to be a standard meta. So, you know, uh, if, if they do an adjustment in a week after the standard meta comes out, we're going to have a good balanced meta with Death Knights. It may be less interesting, but it's not like this meta is interesting for the other sets that have been brought in. It's just Death Knight. Yep. So look, I think uh, this is going to be the... If you guys remember, if you are a long-time listener of the Lightforge podcast, and who... <laughs> You will remember there have been end-of-year retrospectives in which we, <laughs> we basically say, it's like, okay, so nothing will happen this year. Because mm -hmm. they have told us nothing will happen this year. Do not expect anything. Mm -hmm. um, and we were very resigned to that. And it's like, and if you get angry, that is your fault. Because Blizzard has said that nothing will happen this year. Yes. So expect nothing. Well, you know, expect the expansion to come out and for them to... Put the like, like Blizzard basically right told you we were going to do an F job next year on the arena. And you're like, okay, we expect an F or we're going to get an F. And then at the end of the year, we look back and we're like, well, we got an F. But, but we expected that because they told us. <laughs> so, you know, it's better to it's better to be trying than it is for the, for the old system, certainly. But this year, 
you should have expectations. And if you are angry at the year, I'm not going to say your anger is justified, okay? Some of you out there are real weirdos. I, I, especially if you're also part of Arena HS, some of you guys are real weirdos. Like, real angry weirdos. Get, I, I'm not going to say touch grass, because that, that, that's been overused. Just find your happiness, okay? <laughs> find your happiness in 2023. But... There are expectations going into this year. And I think mm -hmm. Matt London wants there to be expectations. Yes. That's a good thing. They want there to be expectations. So I don't know what, what exactly is going to happen, but the training wheels are off now, right? They have tried the out... The training things. wheels are still on. The training <laughs> wheels are not off. <laughs> well, they have tried out a few things. The new class has been introduced... And mm -hmm. look, it's super rough right now, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the new class has been introduced. We can now do big changes in the near future because the new class is, you know, every single day that passes, it, it, it becomes less new, right? So let's hope for a good year. Uh, let's hope that there are big stuff incoming. I still believe at some point we're going to see not just sort of like this, this gradual, kind of like linear growth or change mm -hmm. that at some point we're going to see some sort of big arena yeah. 2.0 right yeah arena that's gotta happen we've been talking about arena 2.0 for way too long and now it's it's happening right like they haven't said it's happening but it's it's going to happen because they have a team and they're at least somewhat working on it so uh, we didn't expect quick work on arena 2.0 we said there was no chance it was going to get released this year even though some of you had hope why would you have hope on speed and blizzard um uh, but Arena 2.0 being released sometime next year is not out of the question. And if Arena 2.0 is not released by 2024, then there will be problems. There will be like, what what's happening? What's been happening, right? Like, what, what are you doing? This should have been done way before that. So next year, I think, is the, the odds-on favorite for Arena 2.0 to uh, come out at some point. And when Arena 2.0 comes out, it's going to suck obviously but it'll at least provide optimism that you know things will look better for for the future um all right so so that's uh that's 2022 and 2023 i feel like we kind of mixed the the two topics about how 2022 was and how 2023 is going to be um i i, I do see in chat a, a really good comment and i think it's worth it's worth highlighting uh storm pie says uh hearthstone does give more priority to fantasy rather than gameplay um, and then that's true. And you can see that that's what Matt London and team has done in the balancing, right? Which is to, why, why do you have wild rotations? You have wild rotations because then you can get the undeads in for the undead. You can get the whatever synergy for whatever. You can bring the rogue secrets in when you add new rogue secret cards, right? You're trying to, to build the, the things that'll make the game interesting, that'll make the game immersive. Like, I get that. That's good game dev stuff. But I hope what the team realized that after the end of 2022 and the, uh, what is this now, like four failed experiments of 2020 to, to, to end 2022 in terms of metas, is that the fantasy, the good game design, only works in a competitive game where you're facing one person against another person if there is some kind of rough balance between these people. If you just create the fantasy, but one person is going to lose a whole crap ton more than the other person, that is not a fantasy anyone wants. That is not like, yeah, I get to use rogue secrets. So what? I'm going to lose every single time. So maybe it was fun for me to build that first deck. But as soon as I realized that it's terrible, 
And that's going to come at a cost to me because arena costs, you know, gold and whatever. Uh, it's not going to be a good feeling. Um, so, number one should not be the fantasy. Number one should be the rough balance. Not perfect balance necessarily, but you need everyone to at least be in the same game. Once everyone's playing the same game, then you build the fantasy. Right? Or when you're building the fantasy, you have to make sure it doesn't get in the way of everybody playing the same game. And and that's the problem. Is that they they built the fantasy without the consideration that the meta's gonna happen and no one's gonna be able to play. Yep. Alright. I think that's good. I don't know. I, I don't have much more to say about that, except um we are due for a big change at some point. Um, if you guys remember when duels came out, I, I don't. They kept talking. Oh, they kept God. mentioning arena with duels, and that like that was. It wasn't just sort of insulting. I'm just like, do you actually believe this? I'm like, you can't believe this, right? Like th- this is very much so not the same thing. Um, just at just at a fundamental core mm. level it's like w- w- what the the similarities are superficial at best uh so i think that they actually believed it because they didn't understand arena at all yeah i mean it's sort of and like they've saying, shown that they didn't understand arena at all for years so this makes sense yeah, like when duels came out and they kept talking about like the arena sort of format, it's almost like saying it's like, hey, baseball lovers, you love basketball. It also involves a ball and competition between two teams in which the highest points at mm-hmm. the end of a set time structure or you know game structure mm-hmm. wins. Mm-hmm. Don't you love that? It's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's balls. It's two teams. One wins based on who plays the ball better. It's like, that's that's awesome, isn't it? You, you so, also get to see people run a lot. Well, that's uh, that's guaranteed okay. in basketball. Not okay. guaranteed little, in baseball. A little less of in baseball. Okay. <laughs> Not Fine. guaranteed in baseball, right? Um, but yes. Uh, it, no, it, it's kind of like that. And what you're just like, you're really pointing at these weird superficial things that don't have to do. It's like, when people talk about their love of arena, it's like, what do you really like about it? It's like, ooh, I love the fact that you can get specifically to 12 wins or three <laughs> losses. That's when, when I, you know, that's what, re- what oh, really God. sparked Duels my Duels with love 12 wins. Arena. That was such a bad decision. That was such a terrible, terrible decision that made sense for nobody and no game format whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like um, when they kept pushing it, I understand sometimes, you know, you have to do weird PR things. I'm like, first of all, you you trying to pull from the dozens of arena players out there and convince them of this. I'm like, I, I don't I don't. First of all, I, I don't know about this. I, I, I don't know how much resources you should spend trying to convince like, you know, the 20 people playing arena that they need to try out duels. But it's just it's just an equivocation that i'm like it doesn't work i think mm-hmm. everybody it's like the, the people who really enjoy arena it's like they enjoy the the pure limited format of it mm-hmm. right um if there is a duels meta in which now look i don't know any duels meta okay 
Um, I'm not I'm not loser PJ over here uh, playing duels. But if it requires like you to put in uh, epic cards that you don't have, legendary cards that you don't have, uh, well, you're kind of screwed. Um, uh, so there is just nothing equal there, right? It is constructed mixed with some RNG and, and some, you know, whatever yep. in there. But no, it, it, you know, you can appeal to the constructed people. It's like, hey, constructed people, do you yeah. sometimes like having more rng yeah. <laughs> in, in, in do you want to not yeah. be a hundred percent sure of what your deck is but mostly sure and your opponent too so you get a little more variety mm-hmm. and, and that's what they're going for i think with duels they just marketed it weird because it was weird why would marketing. you convince arena players to do stuff arena players are tiny you know convince your constructive players to try duels you know the constructive players who are like not into arena because arena is like too much on the limited side right like instead of having if uh, if constructed is zero and arena's w- like we'll call one, it's not even really one, but let's just call arena one. Like maybe the zero people don't want to get all the way to one because that's uncomfortable. But maybe you could do like one point two. I mean, sorry, zero point two. Let's make a game mode for zero point two. Like that's how it should have been advertised because that's what it is. But anyway, um, let's uh, let's end on a question from the goat. Uh, question from the goat: What is your New Year's resolution for 2023? Easy one for me. Do not mess up the kid. Okay, I have a kid now. If you guys are not aware, you should be aware if you watch. Maybe this is your first one. Uh, but do how not would you up mess up a kid in the first year? What are what are the options? Not paying them attention, not feeding them, injuring them. There are okay neglecting like there are many ways to to do this can can you psychologically scar a kid at around one years old yeah kids feel pain and like they they yes you you, no no no, i don't mean like that i mean mean like permanent like psychological damage or will they just forget all of it like what's the science on that because i know you can physically maim them forever right or you know they could die but uh, psychologically speaking What's what's the science there? I haven't done research on it. Maybe I should. Um, I'm, I'm not planning to psychologically scar my kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. You okay. know, this before is, the age of all right, one. Guys, guys, but. this is a very sus question. This is like if 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 a guy comes up to you out of it's like you're at a coffee shop and and some creepy looking guy. It's like, hey, how long do you think it takes to cut up the human body into pieces <laughs> small enough? To fit into a standard wheelbarrow. It's like if somebody just asked that, I think you'd be like, wait, what? Like, why are you asking, like, about how much it takes to psychologically, like, damage a kid? By the way, if you don't know, uh, Adulta is having a child very soon. Like, frighteningly enough, very, very soon. I mean, we'll see, right? We'll see not, how the not kid, the, or a, yeah, or, yeah. Like we'll see how how psychologically damaged my kid turns out to be at some point, right? Not anytime soon. I'm not planning to traumatize it. I just, I just, you know, we'll 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 figure out how much I will, how much effort, because it's all about effort, right? Like there's there's a lot of things you can't control, and then there's uh, some things that you I wouldn't say can control. I would say like can make efforts to control. And it's just how much effort you use to control that. And everybody has a line and everybody has a preference. 
So, you know, we're, we're, we're debating right now how much effort to put into this. Like, you guys seem to be putting in a lot of effort, right? Like, you're, you know, four P's, uh, mom was there, you know, your parents are there, there's one kid, like five people rotating in the house doing it. Um, I, 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 I don't know if we're going to go that hardcore. We'll see. I, I need to do some research, right? Like, cause, you know, if the kid is going to, is going to, is going to have, have future psychological damage that is like major from, from like earlier stuff. We're gonna we're gonna set it up a bit maybe, but just 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 thinking it through. All right. Happy 2022. <laughs> we look forward to 2023. That is it. That's it for today. Have a good 2023, everybody. Um, we'll be back next week for a podcast, but I really don't know what we're gonna talk about because it, like I think I mentioned it offhand before, there's almost a zero percent chance we're getting an update in the arena this next week. Because they're just getting back to work. Um, hopefully it'll come the week after. But even that's a little a little rough. And again, I don't know what kind of update it'll be. Uh, the, uh, the, the standard meta is not coming until the rotation. The rotation is probably not coming until the end of the month. I don't know. I don't know what, what we're getting. But right now the meta is terrible. Um, I don't play in the arena. <laughs> we're going to do a coop. Uh, we'll see how that works. Uh, but, uh, but Murphs doesn't play the arena right now. We're just kind of all waiting for the meta to be uh, something remotely reasonable. Um, not 59% win rate for Death Knight and somewhere between 48 and 50% win rate for four more classes. Um, all right. Well, See you guys next week. Until then, this is Adwikta. This is Merp. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.